Thanks, Abby. And welcome again to Grace Church. My name's Rosie, and I'm going to be talking for just 10 minutes or so about the story that we've just heard. But firstly, I'd like to ask, what do you think Jesus is like? Maybe you think of a kind, wise teacher who spread a message of love. Maybe you think of this bizarre, um, pristine, blonde hair, blue eye, Birkenstock wearing hippie. Maybe he's judgmental. Or maybe he's accepting of everyone. Whatever your assumptions are about what Jesus is like, I invite you to put them down for just 10 minutes and let this story introduce you to the most surprising and the most kind person I've ever met. This story starts with Jesus at home and he's teaching. But this isn't like lecture teaching. This is unlike anything anyone has ever heard. People are captivated because he speaks with authority and he speaks like someone who actually knows God. People have crammed into this house to hear him and they're spilling out into the street. Meanwhile, as this is happening in the house, something else is happening on the house. Uh, you know those situations where the distance between the dumbest idea you've ever heard in your life and the best idea you've ever heard in your life is in fact a line. <laughs> well, this is a story about a group of guys who are living a life on that line. One of these guys is paralysed, so he's with them on this mat and these guys know they just have to get to Jesus because they've heard that he doesn't only speak with power, he heals with power and this man needs a miracle that will change his life. They've tried to get in through the front door but that's hard enough if you're not on a stretcher so maybe one of them has said look we tried let's go home and try again another day. Then maybe they're thinking yeah sure until another one pipes up maybe even the guy on the mat and says what if we tried the roof? And you can imagine some puzzled faces and thinking about it and then 10 minutes later, here they are on the roof. Now there's no trap door in the ceiling, there's no easy way in, so they do what any rational person would do in this circumstance and dismantle somebody else's house. They tear open this hole and then lower the man down into the crowd in front of Jesus, stopping him mid-flow. Now, I'd like to just take a quick pause in the story and focus in for a second on what this man's life would have been like. Now, life as a paralytic in first century Israel would have been really hard, to say the least. There would be no benefits for him. It would have been really hard for him to find any work, and so he would have been dependent entirely on these friends and people like them for food, for travel, and to get in front of Jesus. This was a man who was faced every single day with the reality of his own need. He would have been rejected from the good religious crowd in this house and every single person in the room would have thought they were doing better than this guy in life. And that just as they were able to be closer physically to Jesus, they were also able to be closer spiritually to Jesus. 
because this was a time where your position meant everything and because this man's position in society was at the bottom. In this crowd's opinion, this man did not meet the requirements required to be accepted by Jesus. He couldn't get even get into the house of religious people, let alone be one of them. But what we're going to see is that Jesus didn't help this man despite his lack, despite his need, despite making such a mess of this house. It's actually the opposite. Jesus helped this man entirely because he was willing to make a mess of the house. In other words, he was willing to do whatever it took to get to Jesus. And the truth is, for each of us, whoever we are, we come to Jesus messy and aware of our need because there really isn't any other way. And that's actually really good news for us in a world of struggling to meet requirements. The expectations of our parents, the qualifications we need for a job, the credit we need for the bank, and maybe most of all, the expectations that we put on ourselves, which we so often fail to meet. At least I know I do. The good news is that the only requirement you need to have the full attention of Jesus is to know your need. That's it. It's to admit that you can't do it on your own. What a relief that we don't have to pretend that we can come exactly as we are. Have you got one of those friends who could have like a broken arm, it's got a funny colour, it's sticking out at a weird angle and yet they still won't go to the doctor? Well actually in the very next story in the Bible, Jesus says that we can be a bit like that spiritually. He says that we all need him but it's only the ones who admit that there's something wrong who he can help. It almost sounds too obvious to say, but it's only because this man on the mat knew that he needed Jesus, that Jesus was able to help him. So how does Jesus help him? Well, firstly, again, so simple, but Jesus sees him. He didn't have him quickly carried out of the room. He didn't give him a polite acknowledgement and then carry on speaking. Jesus stopped everything and gave this man his full attention. Jesus saw him. And then as he sees him, he speaks the words that would change this man's life. Maybe the crowd is wondering what he's going to say. The friends in the hole in the roof are looking down like, now's the moment he's going to heal him. And Jesus sees this man lying in front of him. He sees his humble faith and he says, son, your sins are forgiven. Sins? The crowd's looking in confusion at one another, but no more so than the friends in the roof who are like, Sins? <laughs> I didn't lower my friend down through a hole in a roof for Jesus to talk about sins. So why does Jesus say that? Because actually Jesus is about to heal him. If you heard the story that Abby read just now, 
This man will be walking out of this room carrying his mat. But firstly, Jesus knows that this man's ultimate need isn't physical, but spiritual. It's a need that goes far deeper into the core of who this man is. It's actually the same for us. Our greatest need is to find a solution to the spiritual separation that we have with, from God. A spiritual paralysis that only Jesus can help with. This is what Jesus came to do. Not to be a wise teacher, but to make it possible for us to hear the words, Son, daughter, you are forgiven. And all we have to do is come to him. Not with attempts to prove that we're doing good enough on our own. Not with a facade. We simply come as this man did, messily, broken, knowing that we need a saviour. We're going to finish this morning uh, with Chris just singing a final song. As he sings it, I invite you, maybe for the 10,000th time, but maybe for the very first time, to come to Jesus this morning exactly as you are.